do what the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV show. I am Spike Lou. Man, holler at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. Absolutely, man. And I am Spike Lou on them same social sites. Holler at your boy, boy. Fall around the corner, AB. You ready for these long, short afternoons and long nights? <laughs> Absolutely. I got Halloween, my hoodie on. That's a Halloween costume ready. I I've never been trick or treating in my life. I've never dressed up for Halloween in my life. Not saying I wouldn't, or if it, that it's lame. I just have never done it. Jehovah's Witness, huh? <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I was in the trenches. <laughs> nigga, I wasn't no trick or treating out north. Was in the jungle, nigga. Because y'all niggas didn't have no candy. That's all. Poor ass niggas. I know didn't have no candy at the house. Nigga, we used to go trick or treating like a motherfucker outside. Nigga, we used to get a uh, what was it? A pillowcase. Nigga, we used to get a pillowcase. We walked from Bradford all the way up to goddamn Wood up at where uh, Belmont. At. That's greedy as fuck. A pillowcase full of candy. Facts. God Facts. damn. Nigga, we shites. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the On Deck TV show. What we got for him this week, AB? Hey, man, low-key action-packed episode, man. A Kanye documentary dropped from 2018. He's saying some controversial things. We'll speak on that. J. Cole had arguably the verse of the month, verse of the year, excuse me, maybe, maybe not. Uh, Rick Ross and Meek Mill are tagged him in a new project, and Wayne dropped a new mixtape. We'll speak on it, whether he if he is back or not. But first, breaking news, guys. 50 years in the making. <laughs> there has been an arrest. 30 years. <laughs> there has been an arrest made in the uh, shooting and killing of Tupac Shakur. Keefe D, your man's Keefe D, um, has been arrested for the murder of Tupac Shakur. Um, they raided his home a couple of weeks ago. So I think he knew this was coming. A lot of people felt that this was coming. The investigation, of course, has been open this entire time. There have been theories rumors documentaries tv shows all, the whole nine but someone has been arrested um my question to you how do you see this playing out um well first of all this key pd nigga was begging for this arrest obviously he has a hard time being out amongst the public so he wants to be in jail every documentary that's came out over the last 10 to 15 years he's basically raising his hand saying hey i did it um I think it just plays out with him going to jail. I saw a lot of scuttlebutt out there in the community about, oh, they're going to bring Puff in on it, and maybe he's a conspiracy to it or something like that. Listen, Puff got way too much money, bro. Keefe D's word is not going far than Puff's dollar. That's not going <laughs> to happen. So even if Puff do got something to do with it and you believe that he did, he already done paid the right motherfuckers not to listen to Keefe D and to make Keefe D sound crazy. I just think this is – um. I don't know. It's strange. The coverage of it is strange. It was on ABC World News tonight. Yeah. I'm wondering what finally played out. That's what I would like to know. I'd like to hit, listen to the detectives or how the cold case picked back up what made them feel like they had enough evidence now to finally arrest him 30 years later. What was said? Was it those documentaries? Did somebody come forth? I, I would love to know what it was that triggered this. Yeah. And, and for those who I, I saw a lot of people on social media who haven't been following like his interviews and his he there's a documentary called Murder Rap that came out late 2000s. And in there is a clip of Keefe D giving a statement when he was arrested in like 06, 07. And he details everything that happened during the shooting because he was one of the four people in the car, according to him, him, Orlando Anderson, two other dudes. 
And so he's been telling that story in exchange for immunity of whatever shit he had got himself into in 06, 07. And so I guess he felt comfortable enough to be talking about this because he's been outwardly speaking about it for the last probably five years on various outlets, Vlad, Art of Dialogue. He even wrote a memoir detailing everything in the book. So he has been on his OJ, I did it shit during interviews, hella comfortable. So I'm a little, I, I, I like you, I'm confused at the timing. Um, and plus, I thought his statement that he gave detailing everything kind of separated himself from being charged in it. I don't, I don't, like they've literally, the police have had this information since 07. Like to my knowledge, nothing has changed. So I'm I'm confused. Mm-hmm. It looked like a dog and pony show with the with the Las Vegas police when they were like, "This has been twenty something years in the making. We have been on this since September 6th. And like, and they made it like it was. A, you know how I when know. they do like big drug busts and they pose next to the cameras and the drugs. Right. It gave me that vibe. I wasn't really feeling that shit. It definitely did the pole perp walk and lay it out on the table. Put the dope on the table. My yeah. wife fans know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, this is again, this is strange. I, I would watch though, I will tell you, I would watch oh, the yeah. little dateline or 60 minutes piece or what is it, whatever the one on ABC is called. I would watch how they got to finally locking him up. I would definitely want to know that. That would yeah. be good t- content. And, and just, just to be clear, they're not saying that he was the trigger man. There's some discrepancies of who was the he. I let him tell it. It was Orlando right. Anderson, but a lot of people have also come out and said that it was a bigger armed figure, which is would would, would describe the person that was sitting next to Orlando Anderson. He was a big dude. He was like six six three twenty, big dude in the back seat of a car, which is kind of six six three twenty in the back seat of a whip is insane. That's nuts. But that, yeah, that's now. What what the fuck was they in a car? Was like. A, it was like a little Cadillac, I think it was. Tough. Like it was a, a lack. Short dog lack. Yeah, come on, man. come on, man. It was, it was an excursion, one. <laughs> but he, but he's not being arrested to being the shooter. He's been arrested as being an accomplice. And they gave the example of if two people go rob a bank, or and one person stayed in the car, and the other person went robbed the bank, shot somebody, then came back and jumped in the car, and you drove off, then you're an accomplice. You you can get charged with the same crime right. because you're a part of it. So that's what they got him on for just for clarity. But this is very interesting and very, I don't know. The timing is, is, is wild. So I wonder if they are arresting him because it's like, what you just said, they know he's not the trigger man. I wonder if they're arresting him to try to get more information on something. Everybody in the car man. dead. He the last one left. Oh. So, so you, that's either, you you're either the last one left, and now you look like the hero because you're the last one standing. So you can kind of spin the story how you want, or you want to, or you're the last one left, so there's nobody else to point the finger at. <laughs> so nigga, it's on you. There is, there's a two sides to that coin. Yeah, left holding the bag, my nigga. If he uh, can't wait to see how that plays out though. Also this week, AV man, your man Weezy F Baby dropped a brand new mixtape entitled The Fix. Before the six, this is his um his mixtape before the Carter Six, hence the name. Really simple question, AB. Is he back? A really simple answer, no. Um, <laughs> Wayne has not lost too many steps when it comes to bars. I will say there are some creative bars on here, and there's moments of like mixtape Wayne, mixtape Wheezy. But when it comes to song making, 
these songs ain't it. Like it's some slaw on here, dog. This was a one listen. I think I ran one song back twice because there was one song that he was ripping that, that was slick banging. And I got I gotta look it back up because I deleted the entire project immediately after I got done done at the end. Uh the one the joint the joint to the bank with cool and dre that he was ripping that. I ain't gonna lie. Like that that gave me flashes of throwback Wayne. He was killing that. But there are some really bad songs on here. And then when you get to the end and he put the undisputed theme song on here, that should let me know that it was had I known that was on here, I would have never listened. I'm not even gonna lie. That that shit is an abomination, it's trash. That's not to say that Carter Six won't be good, but this tape ain't it. It's one of his worst mixtapes. Yeah, I had to agree with you there. I don't blame Wayne for it. I think he is back based off the body of work that we've seen here lately, especially what he had been in the couple of years or two now that he's been ripping the features. So I do think he's back. Uh, I don't think that this project is a reflection of Wayne. I think that people around him now, he probably has different management. They're more up with the times. They can think, oh, well, let's take all these throwaway songs and let's throw them on the streaming sites. Like, nobody listens to shit forever now anyways. It's going to be throwaways. We'll mm -hmm. put it on here, let it stream, get some name, get some buzz, and boom, it's over. Uh, so I will put that on his team or whoever. I don't think that Wayne is rolling out and having input on the whole marketing before the album. I think he just goes in there still literally just raps and he knows what's going to be on the album, and then everything else is throwaway. The team took the throwaways, and they put out the fix before the six. So I ain't going to blame him for this. I ain't going to blame him how bad it is. I think that he was probably thinking these songs weren't going to make it to see the light of day, and they thought that they were good enough to at least put on streaming because of today's time of music. We always talk about it. Everything digests so microwavably quick. Boom. Get this out here. Get people talking, then keep it moving. This shit was super forgettable. No one's gonna remember it. Like hey, people have already erased this, nigga. And we we just <laughs> we can barely hold it. Um, now I will say, percent of the shit we hear is forgettable now, though. I mean that's fair, but this you you have different expectations for a Wayne mixtape, and maybe that cachet ain't the same like it used to be. But like, man, he got how many classic mixtapes? Wayne got four, five, like At least. That's what At I'm least. <laughs> so when you hear this, it's like, ooh, what do it? But there's no Jack Beats, like you said there should be, what I, which I agree, because him trying to make songs, no, I don't want to hear throwaway songs. Just give me two and a half minutes of you rapping on that Peaches and Eggplants, dude. Like, just do that. Give, give me two and a half minutes of you rapping on Lotto, put it on the flow. Give me two and a half minutes of you rapping on anything but the shit that you put on there. Like, that's it. Like, keep one or two of them original joints and just snap on everybody's instrumentals. I get it. You can't get no streams off of that. I understand. But you're not going to get any streams off of this either because it's one and two. <laughs> this is one and done, dude. So uh, just bring back the throwback mixtape like Quavo said the other week. I really, they need a strong push for that. Quavo need to make that happen. I don't want him to be the nigga to do it, but he needs to make it happen for somebody. Uh, I'll listen to Quavo on the mixtape. Um, hey man, yeah, yeah, some, some some new music, more new music though. It's, it's it's trying to heat up. Rick Ross and Meek Mill look like they're back on good terms. They drop a new song called Shaq and Kobe, and they announced a joint album rumored to be coming out at the end of, the, of October. It's called Too Good to Be True. Number one, what did you think of the song? And two, are you here for the collab project? The song was solid. I'm yeah. not mad at it. It ain't I'm a boss or nothing like that. But 
it felt good to hear Meek and Ross back together doing the one-two thing. Reminds you of summers maybe eight years ago. Uh, I wasn't mad at that. Bars were decent. Song was decent. Beat was decent. I liked the premise of it. Ross had some cool little lines in there. The joint album I'm interested in. Meek been pushing his independent shit. I don't really know Ross's label status right now. So I am interested to see like what type of impact in 2023 would a Meek Mill and Rick Ross album make? Because you and I remember when they was heating the streets up, but it's been a while now. It ain't yeah. been, it wasn't yesterday when Meek Mill was hot, regardless of what he may think. And we know what Ross is. Ross going to give you good music every other year at least, but it usually don't make a big impact. So I'm looking to see what type of features, what type of impact, what type of rollout, how Meek Mill and Rick Ross would do an album together. And is he even still, is he on MMG? Do you know? I'm not sure. I don't think he is, right? I'm not sure. So I wonder what this would come out of the two. Well, see, that's I the thing. Try to push it, this product as a... It, it, MMG, Ross has taken MMG to this new this new company called Gamma. And they've been getting uh, a little a lot of buzz. Usher is also on Gamma, and so is Sexy Red. Mm. So, mm. obviously, the marketing team over at Gamma is A1, because Usher's name has been in the news since January 1 of this year, nigga, and it hasn't stopped. He ain't slowed down. And, of course, we see Sexy Red name all over the place, opening up for Drake and going viral every other day. So the machine at Gamma is running on all cylinders. And if anybody needs that right now when it comes to music, it's Rick Ross and Meek Mill because both of their last solo projects were underwhelming, some of their worst material. And so Meek has been definitely talking that big boss talk. Ross has always been on that big boss talk. So I'm not sure exactly how this this is going to break down, but I do know that MMG, Ross still has MMG, and it is now home to it's a, something called Gamma. It's some new shit, apparently. I forgot who's over it's it. Dude from Larry Jackson is over it. Oh, that's Larry dude from Apple. Jackson is famous from Interscope. Yeah, so no wonder Yo. Sexy Red got so much buzz. Oh, okay. That all makes sense now. So it all you know. makes sense now. If she signed to Larry Jackson, then of course she's gonna have his buzz. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's I mean, I, I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with it. But I because I think you know what's I, I think this so, is better than them putting out solo projects each. They need to switch it up. Like they I, do need to do that. Yeah. And that was gonna be my question to you. Now that I know who's behind it and I see the other people on the label. I'm wondering, would I even take that chance on Meek and Ross? Like he, Usher, like you said, is killing. This nigga finna do the Super Bowl. Facts. Sexy Red is the Jeezy of slut rap. Absolutely. Like, so I don't, can you make that type of impact with Meek and, and Ross in 2023? I guess is what I would wonder. Even Maybe if you, I had Larry Jackson. Maybe you don't have to. Maybe you don't have to make Just that impact. That something like that. Them niggas don't cost the same as Usher. I, I refuse because they're not they're not gonna be doing halftime shows anytime soon. There's levels to it. Um, <laughs> Usher got a residency at Vegas, sold out every day, nigga, for the last three years. <laughs> they he just in a different Thanks. space. He and his legacy act bag. Whereas Ross and Meek are kind of trying to reinvent themselves. It feels like Ross has been doing that with his business moves, and Meek has been doing that kind of on his independent. Um, and, and also business moves too, kicking it with, uh, your boy from fanatics and the Sixers. So I, I, I'm interested in hearing the project. They both got good ears for beats and they both needed some type of switch up. And I think this is a good look. 
And uh, you know what's funny though? When you look online and you look at the comments when they, when this song was out, a lot of people wanted to hear Wale on that beat. They were like, "Yo, y'all should have called Wale for this. He would have killed it." I and like, it would have been MMG all over again, <laughs> Volume Three or Four, whatever. They probably don't even fuck with them niggas no more. Do Wale still rap? Yeah, yeah, he was in. The, they showed him in the studio not too long, about a week or two ago, cooking something up. Interesting. <laughs> he drop every two years, so Gamma. he do. So he do uh, to come up. It yep. says Gamma is a media and technology company centered in music, film, podcasting, and creative services. Apple veteran Larry Jackson launched yep. Gamma, a one-stop shopping media. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that make a lot more sense with Sexy Red now that I know he's behind me. Like, that nigga's a monster. Yeah, he cooking. All right. Facts. So you got it going on. All right, next, man. Yo, boy, LaRussell. Yep. He makes a public call for private investors to help fund his music dreams. He wants to do something that's never been done per his IG, and he wants to avoid signing to a major. AB, do you think this is a good idea? I, I thought this was a great idea. <clears throat> he put the bird call out on Instagram for investors. He's like, yo, yeah. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I don't want to sign to a major. I got majors blowing my phone up because he's been cooking. He's had a really nice year or two. Been doing this thing on the West Coast. Been having those homegrown parties at, at his crib, selling shirts and music for whatever you want to name. He's like, name your price. He's He's been on that type of vibe and it's been working. Um, he's been building up a buzz for himself, doing a freestyle over here, freestyle over there. He was featured on the DJ drama project. So he'd been doing this thing. And I thought this was very creative because now he's basically putting a call out for the highest bidder. Yo, I'm looking for investors. I'm looking for private investors. And he's going to see what that bag look like. And he's going to turn around and he's going to look and see what the major bag look like. And he's going to compare the two. And one of those is going to come with considerably less strings attached than the other. So I think this is a very smart move. Now, how many angel investors follow him on Instagram and heard it or maybe got to them? I would love to see how this plays out. I thought this was genius, honestly, because if nobody says anything or if it's nothing worth it, then cool. You just turn back around and either A, keep doing what you're doing or B, sign with a major. It's a win-win. I'm not mad at the idea, uh, but you hit on my biggest issue with the overall thing is like, how many people on Instagram and maybe I'm discrediting Instagram some, but like who's on there willing to invest like 10 to 15 million in LaRussa? Like, I feel like that maybe this is more so marketing for the process that he's trying to do, but hopefully behind the scenes, he's having real deal conversation has a team an angel people that can get him in the door and have these conversations in a business setting versus on IG. I'm not sure how successful he would be if this was just the route that he was taking, saying I'm going to IG, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I have too little knowledge in what IG can do for you or take you or who it's going to reach. But I think that this would be a better conversation to be had in a business setting. Then maybe sharing the play with the people afterwards on IG. I didn't want to sign to a major. So this is what I did. We started hitting up the independent people. We started doing this, that, and the third. I got these meetings from these meetings. This happened. The investment was this. This is how I'm going to get their money back. Yeah, that would be fucking cool to me. And I agree with you. It's a great idea. I just was looking at the the IG with Sada. And that's just me being skeptical. I was wondering, like, well, bro, who the fuck is like Larry Jackson? Probably ain't going to find you. And I know you don't want to sign him, but he probably ain't going to sign you uh, from this IG post. It's going to take another business interaction. And maybe he working towards that. But I just didn't like the IG post. But I do like the idea. I do love that. 
man, I feel like you never know. You never know who's watching. I will say that you never know how many times that that post has gotten shared. You know, because it may not be one of his followers, but it may be a follower of a follower that shared it. And so he's got about he's he's coming up on like a million followers or whatnot. So who knows? I didn't I didn't look and see how many times that post has been shared. But shit, like I I feel like that's one of them things, man. Sometimes people be scared to ask for what they want, and and it sounds like he's not afraid to get on here and be like, "Yo, these are the options." I don't know because a major is almost like a bad word in 2023. It's like a cuss word signed into a major label. People look at that as you're automatically about to get raped because it's a 360 deal more than likely. And so you're going to get people on your side that will share that to see if they can make something else happen for him because they want to see him win. He like a man of the people type cat, people's champ. You know what I'm saying? Like any real talented too. He real dope. Um, so it's and then it's also part of the story. Now that, that's a good point. He may not even need this shit. He may have just threw that out there to get the ball rolling on a story that he may be rolling out over the next six months leading up to the next project. That's very possible. And the next merch line. That's, and then it, that's fine, too. I mean, that's that's playing chess. I'm not mad at that. Um, but I'm interested to see how it unfolds. I will say that, though. And I didn't care a week ago. I, I care now, though. I'm very interested to see how that turns out. Let's say AB's Angel Investing Incorporated is launched. Yep. And you came across this post or somebody brought it to you. What more would it take for you to invest in it? Like, do you need a meeting? Do you go do your research? Would you just hit him up? Like, how would you approach this if you had that type of money to do what he wanted to do? I'd look at it like on some Shark Tank shit. What percentage mm-hmm. are you looking to give up and how much are you looking? You know what I mean? Like that just straight like that. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm looking for 30%. I need a million. Okay, well, run the run the numbers. Let me see the merch. Let me see the receipts. Let me see the merch numbers. Because dude is popular and he's and he's built like a cult-like following. So it's homegrown, it's genuine. Like the people that support him, they fuck with him heavy. There's no machine behind him. So, like, imagine what you could possibly do with a cat like that if you put a couple of dollars behind him or a little bit of a machine. So I, I, I'm i not mad at that, man. He, he made it to Breakfast Club and everything. Like, he been killing shit. A dude rapping in his backyard, holding shows in his backyard. <laughs> like, that's a hell of a story. So I, I, I'd i be into it. I would look into it. I got to see this. I got to see this backyard. Like, how many people be back there? It'd be a decent you, little kickback, said, though. Like I said, like yeah, I've seen clips. It'd be decent. And they be that's really his crib. His family lives in that house. They in Vallejo. Damn. He do the right yeah. up there where uh Hey Vince them from up there? Vince Staples? Is nah, Vince Staples, Vince Staples from Long Beach. Vallejo? Right? Long Beach. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Vallejo is E40. Maybe a little bit there. Yeah, E40, Bozzy, all the things. I think. Too short. Yeah. But all it's, right. it's I, mean, I guess man. I guess if you want a hundred niggas at your house, I'm fine. I, I find that to be very I mean he must be like everybody must fuck with him. Yeah, to, to like have those type of set kickbacks at your crib in L.A. Like it usually ain't that kosher. <laughs> like it's usually some other shit going on. Like nigga, a hundred people at the crib. Like you heard Vince Staples say, like nigga, yep. I don't know. He said his mama and my cousin know where I live at. Niggas, the homies don't even that. know where I live. What they need to know for? <laughs> Larosso La, La not putting out that type of energy though. Like he not putting that's, that type of okay, energy, bro. True. He not that type of rapper. Yeah. <laughs> he not no street dude. Like nobody's gonna pull like up and be like, "Nigga, what's going on?" Future. Let me shake him down, and that's that's not gonna happen. 
<laughs> Ain't nobody got to uh, uh, check in before they go over there. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's some all right future type shit. It's like some all right future type shit. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. It just, it just on some, he just like a regular, he just a regular dude that can rap, cool man. Dude, like, he just gotcha. come over to my mom's house, man. She barbecuing. I'll play some music. Like, he just, it's just, it's real chill. It's cool. All right. Shout out to La Russell, man. Absolutely, man. Hey, go ahead. Yeah, another shout out, man. Your man, J. Cole. He, well, Lil Yachty dropped a new song called Secret. In, uh, shit, what do you call it? Oh, Secret Recipe. And uh, it features J. Cole. They dropped a video with it. Internet was buzzing. You got clips of uh, video. I mean, podcasters breaking down the lyrics. The verse was crazy. My question to you is simple. Did J. Cole lock down the MVP award with this verse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was a this verse was amazing. Um what I like the most about it is I've never really fucked with Yachty that much, but it seemed like this was his concept style. He just got Cole to come on there, so it wasn't no like it wasn't forceful. It was like real, like I'm gonna enjoy what you're doing and just tear this shit to pieces. Yachty yeah. didn't do a bad job on this either, but I think Cole is getting that reputation, like we were talking about with Cardi and talking about with Wayne. It was just like, nigga, I'm gonna murder every feature that I'm on, and this was one of those. Like he, people misconstrued it that he was beefing with NBA YoungBoy over this. I'm not sure if that was true or not. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to NBA YoungBoy anymore, but I, see, <laughs> I think YoungBoy even responded with a diss. Uh, but as far as MVP, as far as even the bars that he said in the song like the face of death when you facetiming me for the, the all of that shit is lining up cole has his like finger on the pulse of what a nigga wants to hear when he's featured on a song whether it's summer walker whether it's Lil yachty whether it's benny the butcher he always has the perfect recipe he's in mvp form so yes yeah he's he is definitely uh getting his accepted speech together if he drops yes. this off season or this fall off, excuse me, not off season. That was the last joint. If he drops this fall off, like he's supposed to do before the end of the year, and it sound like that last joint, or it sound like these features, then it's a no brainer. Then, then it's a clean sweep for the MVP because he he hopped on Dirk single, gave him a was number one, number two joint. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it was, he murdered the Summer Walker. He's he just he bodied this shit. This verse was ridiculous. Um, he did the Gucci joint that kind of fell under the radar, but he did his thing on that. That song's okay. But I like that he's he's taking that feature run that he did like two years ago and he's switching it up. He's hopping on songs that you wouldn't normally or he's he's joining artists that you don't normally look at as being lyrical, quote unquote. You don't look at Dirk like that. You don't put you don't put him and Cole in the same room. You wouldn't nobody asked for that, but it worked though. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody asked for Yachty and Cole. Yachty is looked at as like the the poster child for mumble rap. Like people like he, Joe Button like made him the logo for that shit. Like nobody looks at dude for actual bars. Shout out to Gucci. Like people know he ripped people, this too though. Yeah, he no he he sounded okay on there. He sounded okay. I'm not gonna lie. It was like, it, it, I had yeah, to listen to his verse again to really get what he was saying though. Is that a merit or a demerit that he's not? Like he, when when's the last time you heard a cold with a nigga that could spit? Benny. So like, is he taking advantage of the situation? Yeah, he watched many too. Yeah, he did. But like you said, it's really been people who haven't. They aren't known for bars, right? 
Is that purposeful? Is he avoiding that? Or you think it's just, I'm trying to do something different? I think I, I like the blending of the, the crossing of genres, so to speak. Like the same way, like you may hear like an older artist doing something with somebody from the younger generation. I, I would fuck with something like that. Like, I like that you're spreading the wealth and you're not being like, nah, nigga, I only fuck with Kendrick. I'm only doing songs with niggas who lyrical, spiritual miracle. He like, nah, I can I can do this right here, too, though. So really, really, it's two things. It's showing versatility on Cole part. And it's also showing a willingness for the young dudes to not be afraid to hop on a song with somebody like Cole and do their thing and make a and make a solid joint. Like none of these niggas was afraid or tripping. Both can coexist at the end of the day. You can have the auto-tune dirt verse and also have a J. Cole hop on there and rip it. You can do the heavily auto-tune Yachty verse. And they also have Cole jump on there and rip it. Like both can exist. I think that's what these songs say to me. Interesting. I agree. I think I I, I don't think that Cole has to stick to doing songs with Nas and Jay Z. Yeah. Like I do like the fact that he mixes it up and still brings that heat when he does mix it up. So like it's like even even uh who we just talked about Wale. They last song together yeah. was a club was like a more club song where they took that vibrant thing beat and it was the poke it out. You, if you ask me, hey, Wale and J. Cole, they go in the studio, what you want them to do? I need bars. They did a club song. They did a dance song. I wouldn't have personally asked for that, cause, <laughs> but the song was yes, hot. My girl like it. So, nigga, the gals apparently fucked with it. So, it's it's just, again, showing their versatility. They don't always have to go in and do what people expect. So, I expect the unexpected when it comes to Cole, and I'm fucking with what he got going on. That is fair. He has been throwing curveballs, and they've been working. He's been hitting yep. the motherfucker straight down, down the middle. All right, next, my man Lil Boosie, he came out with the first post-prison BG-verse. AB, did you listen to it? Did you like it? Yeah, I I liked – I'll start with why we're here. We're here because of BG-verse. I like BG-verse. I wasn't mad at it. Um, They picked the right type of beat for him. He was in pocket. It was cool. It was good to hear him. The song is called BG Free slash My Dog. The song itself is some slaw. Not even gonna hold you. Um, one and done. <laughs> one and done. Boosie singing on the hook. He never needs to do that ever again. Um, it, it sounded like he was making a reference track for someone who actually is supposed to act really singing. And then they just put out this song version of it on accident. Like they accidentally posted it instead of emailed it to somebody because his, his hook is terrible, but I, it was good hearing BG one and done. I don't need to run it back again, um, but it was good hearing. It was good hearing BG on there. I wasn't mad at it. what you think about? It? Definitely one and done for me as well. I do not want to hear this again, but it wasn't because of BG or Boosie was some slides. Just it wasn't, it wasn't good. Uh, BG, we spoke about this, that prison, post-prison voice to shine and yeah. early Gucci, like those people were dealing with. I don't think the BG had that, though. I it agree. It sounded like old baby gangster that we was Chopper City in the ghetto and all of that, like self-made, all of those things. It sounded like the same BG. So I commend him for that. Uh, the song, like you said, it isn't great. I didn't hate it, but it's not anything that I listened to again. I wanted to see... I want to see how he merges with some new people, new artists, new producers, just the new swag per se, because it's a lot different from when BG was last out. We all know, but I, I would love to, this did make me interested in what's going to be next. or how is he going to 
maneuver going forward? Like, what's he going to feature on? What's he going to do? What type of songs? What are he going to be talking about? I am interested in where BG stands with that 100%. It's a little anticlimactic that this is the first song that he, he hopped on. I kind of wish it was a bigger deal. Or like he had he had gotten on a record that was a bigger deal. Like maybe he had like a first day out with like a Mike Will beat or something. But just, I just, I don't want this one to be the first because this is forgettable. I'm not gonna lie, it's a forgettable song. Do you people, some people probably didn't even heard it, bro? Like it just yeah. Do you man. think that those opportunities were available, or is that BG just our generation and we're excited about it? Like, do you think the producers who are hot now like were lining up to be like, nah, BG rep on this, you a first day out beat? Like a nigga like Mike Will or fucking Hit Boy. Like, do you think those niggas even interested? Yeah, I, I think Mike Will would have been for sure. Really? What makes yeah. you say that? I just, I, BG. Is he a student of the game or something? I think so. Especially in the mm. South. Hit Boy, maybe not respectfully. Not to say he like, he don't know nothing about South. Like, not saying like that. I'm just saying it, it may not. He may, may not be. B, BG's name may not hit the same to him. But I think Mike Will would have been a perfect example of some a producer that would have been like, nah, let me get that first BG. I think he would have been excited about it. Now, to be fair, I haven't seen or heard Mike Will in five years. I don't know where that nigga at. So he might not be getting nobody no beats. <laughs> but I think he went on I, the other side. He doing pop shit now. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, uh, well, shit. Power I thought I, I seen him credited. Yeah, I thought I seen him credited on a few pop songs they were talking about in Billboard. Uh, I think that's where he's been spending a lot of his time getting the big boy bag. I think I think yeah, I baby don't know is, if the demand was there. Go ahead. I just think his baby is the one calling the shots and shit. So he like and you and Boosie so on still. The, yeah, I do. And I just don't. I just don't know if he's the right person. I don't know. Baby, like, but yeah. what are you saying about? Are you saying that baby put the Boosie play together? Yeah, like like BG probably ran that by him, and he, and and they're probably day ones. You know what I'm saying? So so he probably did that on some, that's my man's, and I get that. But I don't want that to be the first. Somebody got to be like, this no need to be the first song, though. I'm going to be real. Somebody got to call him showing Boosie. I could see him showing Boosie some love, maybe, on you know, like Boosie probably threw him some commissary because he know how it uh, is that's, in there. That's, yeah, that's fair. BG. So I could see him probably owing Boosie a favor. Not that's like, fair. hey, nigga, you owe me, come do this song, but... He it's held GP. me down, like, yeah. yeah, I could see that's how it happened. And BG being the real nigga that he is had to honor that. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't doubt, though, like you saying, it may be that next one may be the one that we're like, oh, okay, BG. I hope that so. That still possible, right? Hopefully uh, so. Hopefully you he been, ain't like baby calling him shots. Have you been watching Boosie's house tour on Vlad? No, he had a what? He did, he did an, estate, an estate tour. Man, like Cribs. Yeah, but it's that's that's some Vlad content I watch. What what, what about? It's tough head. too. Wrong? Like it's down here, I think. Ain't yeah, that, that house here, this that crib down. But he here. but he he cleared yeah, out land. He bought a bunch of land, and so he's yeah. Busy. I saw the dude that we was uh supposed to interview was doing it. The modern craftsman, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he he's building. He cleared out a bunch of land on his estate, and he's building. And he bought like the land next door and the land. And so he's building these separate mm. homes, making like a his own street. It's it's a, it's worth a watch. It's definitely worth a watch. And and then it's Boosie, so he's funny as hell. So he's like saying like the wildest shit with the straightest face. And so it's hella funny, but it's also interesting to see what he's building. Like 
he he like trying to build build his own like city. I'm putting the air quote more like community, but you know what I'm saying. Compact, like a compact. Yeah, yeah. but with multiple homes on one plot of land, like where his yeah, kids that's what can compound live. is like the big land, and you got a little house, and a big house, and a couple there of you go. houses and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, uh what is that on Vlad YouTube page? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's worth that. a watch. That's on the content of Vlad, I look at Vlad ain't in it either. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shit, oh, real quick. In there. Oh, watch. Yeah, he, he in there, but he ain't asking no questions. He just he just literally holding the camera <laughs> while Boosie giving the tour. That's really it. Mm. Um, Before we get to these wins and losses, man, some clips have leaked from a Kanye documentary that was uh recorded from 2018 to 2020. So this was around the time of the, the Wyoming sessions with the five albums he dropped with the seven tracks apiece. And some of the clips, man, he's taking shots at Cardi and Nas and kind of, I don't know, it's kind of strange, man. Uh, my question, it's been going around Twitter all day, or X, sorry. Uh, it's big deal, little deal, or no deal, man, these Kanye clips. Unfortunately, it's not a big deal anymore. It's a little deal because the rants that got him out of there were way more serious mm-hmm. and had to do with a lot more harsh things stuff right so to get that out of the way though i wish that these were the rants that people that he did a couple of years ago before he got canceled because i was here for this mm-hmm. like i'm here for the asshole kanye like nigga nas rapping off beat nigga the whole shit he was saying about pushing t the funniest one was when he was taking the pictures and the photographer told that nigga to stand like somebody and he was elvis. like bitch i'm yay fuck i'm gonna stand like elvis for that nigga was a thief like that's the Kanye I'll fuck with. I'll fuck with the George Bush don't like black people outspoken Kanye. But when he started speaking about I'm Walt Disney and shit, he loses me. But this Kanye right here, because a lot of this shit he was speaking was truth, man. I like, I loved it. Like we talked about it when the documentary came out, how how much he thinks of himself. I love the nigga. I don't make good music. Nigga, I make great music. Good is the opposite of great or whatever it may be that he was saying. I like all of that, especially if you a nigga like Kanye West who's accomplished shit. Like, y'all niggas in here talking to me like I'm regular, nigga. Like, I'm not regular, nigga. Don't be telling me to stand like nobody, nigga. And (laughs) he said he gave away three dark, twisted fantasies of Tiana Taylor, Pusha T, and Nas. Said Nas was rapping off beat on one. I mean, Pusha's Daytona is a classic. I'm not sure why he was mad about that. But um, I'm here for this, man. I like this. I don't think it means anything now because he had all the anti-Semitism rhetoric out there. So he's kind of like been down the notch, but if this were prime Kanye and this Randy came out, this would have shook the industry. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so if for anybody wondering, the documentary is actually available on YouTube in full. Um, it is called love everybody or love everyone, I believe. Um, so if you want to check it out, it's like a, it's like two hours and there's no, there's, it's not like a true documentary to where like there's a narration and it ain't nothing like that. It's just really just clips of it's It's clips of him recording and doing different shit. He and that with Pharrell. This is actually pretty solid. I watched a little bit of it. I couldn't stay for the whole two, but, um, it's very interesting. And so those are just the hottest clips that people have been pulling from him. Uh, I think it's interesting the timing of this release because over the last couple of weeks, Why you say that? There have been rumors of him back in the studio and gearing up for a project and people starting to work with him a little bit and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then this comes out and the clips come out about him talking about Cardi B. 
and him kind of shitting on his work that he did with Nas and Pusha T and people that, because Nas has come out and said he has spoken against that album. I don't know what Pusha Pusha T has distanced himself since the anti-Semitism shit, but back then in 2018, he was still fucking with him to my knowledge, so I don't really know why he felt some type of way about Pusha. Tiana has kind of spoke about the 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 lack of cohesion with that project too. So at least two of the three niggas have spoke out against him since that album came out. But he has worked with Cardi. Yeah, I mean, but he has worked with Cardi since this rant. So that that didn't I, that doesn't add up to me. I need I don't understand why he would feel that way then, and then end up doing a song with her two years later. That's weird to me. Um, so if he could clear that up, that would be nice. Wherever the fuck he is, but the documentary is on YouTube. If y'all want to see it, uh, it's some good background documentary. You don't need to, you. you don't need to lock in on it. Though. I can clear that up for you. It's drugs. It's like <laughs> the, the medication. That's what it is, probably. Uh, but no, I, and. I'm not saying what he was saying about Cardi is true, but I do understand how someone with his talents, his position could think that. I could mm-hmm. definitely see that. I'm not saying, again, like it's true at all. And two, you said this was a couple years before they worked together. He may have thought it out some. He may have came to the conclusion that, man, I was tripping. Yep, you know what I'm saying? True. Like that, that, that really ain't. So I, I could see that. I, again, I think he was making some sense in those videos, but that's very rare for Kanye West. Because so. to be fair, he's not the only person to talk about Cardi like that, <laughs> like on some plant, where did she come from? Who writing her shit? He's not the first person to say that. So it's not as if like, oh my God, I've never heard anyone. No, people say that shit all the time. But again, he may have locked in the studio with her and seen maybe it wasn't that, or maybe she's more talented than he thought. Who knows? But I don't know. The timing is, I don't know. The time is just weird. Where did this come from? Why Why now? I don't know. I question shit Why like did that. it drop right now? Yeah, just it seems maybe random. Maybe they want to just get his name out there. Even if it's good or bad, like we know content is content over everything nowadays. Now that people are just at least talking about it, maybe it opens the door for something else to happen musically or single wise, maybe. Kanye yeah. need to make a fire ass beat. That's all Kanye. Please, bro. I, I just wish he would make a fire ass beat. Just give us a, a wait till I get my money right, or just like any like give us one of them, nigga. And I, you ain't it. even got a rap on it, bro. He do yeah, still he do. got it. I believe that. You don't lose that. He just don't want to do it. Yeah. He don't want to bless a nigga with that, man. He need to give hold one of them, one of them, one of them mm-hmm. beats. I agree. Right, what we I, got for wins and losses? Man, listen, guys. WRL, we're taking it to the West Coast. We spoke on Hit Boy. He is auctioning off 5% publishing on the joint he did on Travis Scott's last project. It's the Travis Scott and the Beyonce song. Um, on the Utopia project called Del Resto Echoes. It's a bid up right now. If y'all want to go bid, it's at 15000 If y'all want to go bid, this is 5% publishing stake in the track. Is this a W or an L? It's a W for whoever win that bid. Especially mm. Beyonce on there. Yeah. Um, this is this is interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I love to see people, like you said, when we talked about LaRusso earlier, doing new stuff expanding how people making money in hip hop. So I, I like this, especially like you said, it's 15 K right now. I love to see how it plays out too. Like the nigga that win it over a couple of years, how much money did they get back off of that too? I want to know that. Just for the record, hit boys net worth is 7 million for anybody. That's like, Oh, he's doing how that. How much you think he will get for this? Seven, my bro. Probably. How much you think he'll get for it? Probably 25,000. 
is that gonna be worth it? Five percent. <laughs> you gotta think it's only five percent of the song. It's a Beyonce and Travis Scott song, bro. Yeah, but it ain't a single or nothing. Like it ain't even. It ain't like it. But it, it could blow up tomorrow. To be I was fair, say, all it take is a commercial. That's and that true. could be ten years from now. Uh, yeah, like it could be like a motherfucker. And it's a. I mean, it's a good investment. It wouldn't be anything for you to make an immediate return on, but it could be a good investment, especially like you say, if some plays out for it, gets on a video game, uh, gets yeah. licensed somewhere in a movie. Yeah, so that's the thing. I think that's that's the interesting part about it to me. Like that's why I'd like to check who wins and maybe a year to year update. That that would be a that actually be a dope ass concept. Like people auction that off and you follow it in with a couple of years, see what a song went to and shit. And yeah, that's fine. WRL man, your man Wayno, he suggests on Twitter banning sample clearances for a year in hip hop. He's fed up. <laughs> This is a L uh, because hip hop is based off sampling and it used to be good. People used to care. They used to do well, but now I can count in the group chat that you shared, that I've shared, that everybody else in there is like, this is terrible sampling, bro. It's like they don't even care anymore. And I wonder, is that an effect of people selling their catalogs? Like, I wonder, is it because a bigger company owns it now and they can just be like, oh, yeah, you're going to give us how much to sample it? Cool. Versus an artist being like, nah, but it's just slow. I ain't letting you use my damn track. Yeah. So that's what I wonder about. That's a very good point. Um, people used to have say so. I remember when Fabio, speaking of that, a lot of people were mad at the Glorilla and Fabio song that sampled at Uchi Wally. Like I I feel like this is where that's that may have come from. But Fabio sampled Beyonce, one of Beyonce songs, and she was like, Hey, change up the lyrics right here and change, switch this up. And she had, she was able to call a play and not just put anything out with her name on it and just be like, oh, well, like, no, no, change this and do, and do something with that right there. Cause I don't, you, or you're not going to get this shit. Whereas, like you said, some big corporation in the sky just signing off, ain't even listening to it. <laughs> it's just cash to check. They just it's 20K to sample it. All right, here go to 20K. Wait, wait, wait. What are you finna do with that, bro? Like, let's slow down for a second. Yo, play that. What it sound like? What you finna do with that? Yeah, let me hear what that sound like, nigga. I, but but I will say this, though. This I, I agree. It's an L, even though I understand the sentiment. People just need to get more creative. Nothing is wrong with sampling. Yeah. I, they it's they just don't need to be lazy. 100%. That's all. Yeah, uh, people have gotten lazy. And it's microwave music society. People just like, oh, I'll just throw this out because it got this sample and it's familiar. People are like it. Yeah. No, a, we don't. Stop doing that to us. That should be more like a cover than anything. That's what be blowing it. Um, Quavo, WRL to Quavo, man, one thirty to Migos. He's on IG, man. He tried a hundred thousand dollar hot dog with gold flakes in France. This is WRL. The hundred thousand dollar glizzy is insane. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. This is an L. I'm not. A hot dog is a hot dog, bro. Like I don't like a, I don't give a fuck if it got gold flakes on it, a special mustard and a and a great bun, nigga. It's a hot dog. At the end of the day, 
it ain't too much more you could do to that to where it's worth more than one or two dollars, bro. Like I, pr- I promise you, if you knew what hot dogs was made of, you're not paying what <laughs> it came for. It pause all of that too. Pause all of that. That's the biggest L that he took was eating the glizzy on live and not understanding the culture that we in right now. Oh, pause. I really need a Mason Cameron like voiceover on him eating the glizzy. That nigga was savoring it and everything. To close his eyes when he bit into it, like bro, relax. X, my nigga, Jesus. First of all, <laughs> eating a hundred thousand dollar glizzy is cap. That's first and foremost. <laughs> if y'all think they had the gold flakes on it, though, man, had I had the gold flakes. No, I'm not. No bullshit. When I was in Paris, I had the oh, risotto with brown. The, I had the risotto with the gold flakes on it, dude, and it did not run me a hundred thousand. That is cap. <laughs> he full of shit. <laughs> It got him. It got him some looks. It justified Why him eating Glizzy slow and steady on Instagram. It tried to justify, it, tried to make it look cool. But I've had the gold flakes and shit, dude. It's not a hundred thousand. That was big cap. Closing your eyes, saying golf the Glizzy on on yeah, Instagram. It's insane. That's wild. It should have been a nigga wild. like, hey, hey, bro. That's hey, wild. bro. It's I had a, a hot dog in so like, long. Bro. When last time I had a hot dog for real though? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, I don't know how long it's been, though. But, man, yeah. <laughs> did they sell you the gold flakes? Did they sell you the gold flakes with the risotto, or, like, did you have to add it on there? No, nah, I go. It was, it was like. it was That was the that was the entree, the gold flake goddamn risotto. Could you taste it? It didn't taste like shit, did it? No, it ain't got no taste. That's what I'm saying. Gold, man. Humans are insane, dude. Edible gold. <laughs> yeah, that is fucking crazy, man. Before we get out of here, we got a bonus W or LAB. Tell me about it. L- uh, Lotto took over Magic City, man, for her new single. It's a party called it Lotto City. But she picked up all the money after she threw it. Uh, <laughs> people ran her out on socials, man. Is that win or loss? Oh. This a L, man. Lotto, you got to be better than that. Uh, the story is she was making a thunderstorm in that motherfucker. <laughs> and in the midst of the rain, she lost her wallet. Not her purse, not a Birkin, not one of those $30,000 bags. So let's get it understood. It was a wallet. The wallet had credit cards and probably personal information in there, but she couldn't find it. She misplaced it or someone stole it. So in retaliation, what Lotto did was picked up all the money that she threw. And mm. these strippers were mad. They said that they got their nails done for this. They invested in this. They went and bought fits. Yep. They got the weeds for $400. They was in there trying to get it. They thought they had it, but Lotto took it back. Um, Yeah, man, this is an L for her, bro. You got to leave that money there. Even if one of them strippers did do it, man, I'm Lotto, bro. Like, this is a minor inconvenience. I call and cancel the cars. I go get me a new license. It's it a write-off. Me having a bad... Yeah, it ain't worth me having a bad reputation in the city that I'm from, that I love, that people fuck with me and these dancers and shit like that. Like, I know you can be like, oh, I don't give a fuck about them. Somebody stole my stuff, but still, bro. Them ladies was in there working hard all night, man. You threw all that money, gave them perception, they was going to get it, and now you got a reason that, nah, I don't like that. What do you think? No, nah, somebody stole my shit. I fuck all of them. Give me my shit back. You Give petty. me my bread back. Eddie, just like I'm putting it right back in the garbage bag that I threw it out of, dude. I'm out this motherfucker like Santa Claus walking out with my shit. Hell no. Nah. That's sick. 
I feel a lot of man. I'm on a lot of side no matter what. <laughs> oh shit. It's hard for me to disagree with her. I will say that. It's very hard for me to disagree with her. But this I this was pettier. This was the white woman coming out of it. This was the white side right there. That's that the black side. That was the white side. That was the Karen side right there. But yeah, man, let that shit live, bro. Let That's them always make a living, man. <laughs> hey man, on Decker of the Week, man, we're going to YouTube. Shout out to a couple of comments, man. The old Oh, the old dog 93. He said, Go DJ is definitely one of the songs Wayne could play at a Super Bowl. Oh, Fireman as well. Mirror with Bruno Mars. And why oh, not back that ass oh, up dog. and bring Juvenile out? Uh, with the ones you named in the episode and not counting Drake and Nikki, that makes at least eight songs. He should be good. Juvenile mm-hmm. doing back that ass up at the Super Bowl would be fucking insane. Yeah, that would be crazy, bro. You hear that 99, 2000 come out. You said it's going to be in New Orleans, right? Yeah. I, I That ain't far-fetched, man. I, I ain't mad at that. What if you brought Manny out, too, for the Go DJ? <sighs> is that Super Bowl? Thing. You ain't fucking with that? Is that Super Bowl? I mean, Are we sure? It's New Orleans Super Bowl. Everybody at the game ain't Super from the... Bowl. There won't be three people at the game from New Orleans, dude. $20,000 seats, dude. I mean, but it's New Orleans, <laughs> though. You got to let the people feel the culture, just like the Shakira and J-Lo thing in Miami, you know, feel the culture. Um, oh. I don't know about Manny Fresh and Juvie. I will give you that, but um, I, I do think the Super Bowl set. I will say that. Y'all going to have BG yeah, come man. out too, dude? <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, some hot boy shit, nigga. <laughs> Do some hot boy shit. Let's turn it all the way up. Get baby out there. You think baby ain't gonna make his way on stage? You are absolutely fucking insane, nigga. Baby gonna be on that Super Bowl stage. Hey man, promise you that. Yeah, I want y'all want this nigga to do no ceilings at the Super Bowl, man. Y'all can cancel that. Shout out to uh, local swag, too. local swag eighty eight, man. He also says saying Wayne don't got enough hits for a Super Bowl is nuts. Uh, one more knife. Jennings said Jeezy getting that hundred million from some cartel niggas or something because ain't no way. And I agree Thank wholeheartedly. You. You um, Chapo, buddy, didn't he? got to I didn't sell Chapo the homie. He got the hundred million cash for you right here. Man, that's funny as hell. Uh, what you got to put me on, man? I got two put ons, man. Both of them podcasts. One of them you may like, the other one you may hate. I already sent one to you. That shit was trash. Uh, it's. It's a podcast called Today's Explain. Uh, they usually do news topics, but this one in particular was about hip hop. It's 50 and it's having a midlife crisis. Y'all, please listen to that and tell us what you think of it. That should piss me off. I won't spoil it at all. I, I won't spoil it at all, but it's Today Explain Hip Hop is 50. And there's another podcast by uh, Ryan Cameron, the dude from down here that does radio. Yeah. He's going over the history of black radio from the beginning. It's called Amplify Color. It's been really entertaining. Like he started at the very beginning to when black people weren't allowed on the radio. He got all the way to Charlemagne and Sway. Like it, it's really good with individual episodes about the different people that help black radio get where it is. Dope podcast called Amplify Color. That's dope. Um, I got two quick put-ons. Shout out to uh the homie on Twitter, man. Just some Cali shit said he uh had to put on for us the crossover on on ESPN, which is about the culture of hip hop and sports. I haven't got a chance to watch it, but I just wanted to shout him out for that because that sounds dope. So I I got that in queue to check it out. And then on the music tip, man, I want everybody to pay attention to what Don Tripp is doing. His new project, 1207 Mm. James Street. He got some joints on there. 
He is doing this thing this year. He's dropped what seems like an album every month. Everybody. And they're all been like eight, nine, ten piece joints, but they'll have something on there every time, though. Like I I have ran back and repeated a couple of songs off every one of these projects. And he's finding new and inventive things to speak about. And so they don't you don't get stale by listening to them. He he's pulling off the multiple projects in one year thing the best that I've probably Perfect. seen um in a long Perfect. time. Not many people have tried that and failed because it gets stale. He's doing the best job at it, man. So if y'all have been sleeping, um, check out that 1207 James Street and then go all the way back to January, man, and run them down trips. I'm hot. I can't think of the song that I sent y'all. It wasn't Mama's Revenge. No, it was session number 38. Session number 38. Yeah. Listen to that motherfucker tonight. Yeah. I like that Mama's Revenge, though. You got that Mama's Revenge fucked up. That Mama's Revenge is, yeah, you're right. You you brought up a oh, good point too. Like John Tripp could be one of those rappers where you think, oh man, he's talking about the same thing, but nah, like there's different approaches, different stories. Like he he in his bag, man. Don Tripp doing his goddamn thing uh, throughout the year. Make sure y'all check out all of those projects, save your favorite songs, make a dope ass Don Tripp playlist, man, because dude rapping his ass off. Absolutely, man. Um on deck TV dot I mean, excuse me, youtube.com slash on deck TV show. Um holler at your boys, animal underscore brown, and I am Spike Lou on Instagram and Twitter. Anything else before we get out of here? That's it, man. Appreciate it. Good night. Yes, sir.